Indeed, with the touch of the Master's hand, we ought to be able to do all in the name of the Lord. Recognizing our relationship to God, recognizing who he is, recognizing what he indeed has done for us. Reminded in Jeremiah chapter 18, verses 3 and 4, about Jeremiah being sent down to the sent down to the potter's house to watch the potter, to watch him make a vessel. And when the vessel was marred to be able to reshape it into another vessel of his choosing, the reminder to be as go as he would go on to say, God telling Israel, Can I not do the same with you as the potter does with the clay? The willingness to allow God to do the molding and the shaping. Paul helps us a little bit there in the Colossians, the third chapter there in verse 1. If you've been raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above not on things on the earth. And therein lies the challenge for us of living in this world, being affected by this world, and yet to keep our focus on heaven, where Christ sits at the right hand of God. It has to do with the type of life that we have to live and the things that we ought to be involved in and wanting to do the things that indeed that would be pleasing unto God. If I was to ask you what is the opposite of love? Most would probably say hate would be the opposite of love. But sometimes when it comes to the Christian life, the opposite of love is arrogance. I'm self-sufficient. I'm proud in who I am and what I've accomplished. I'm proud by what I'm doing. And I forget again But Paul told the Colossians, set your mind on the things that are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of the throne of God. Let your mind dwell on these things that are good and just and of good report. We have to have that mind of Christ that humbles oneself in the point of service. To remind oneself of that that touch of the Master's hand. Who we are, what we do, what we've accomplished, what we seek to accomplish, it's only because of the touch 
of the Master's hand. He is working in our life. We talked about that a little bit in the auditorium class this morning out of 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Reminding ourselves of characteristics that are to be ours and removing those characteristics that are of the world. To look to Jesus as that author and the finisher of our faith, but following that example. And again, that's the hard, but that's the perfect example for us to follow. Not thinking equality with God a thing to be grasped, but was willing to empty himself, take on the form of a servant, to be obedient, yea, obedient to the point of death, yea, even death on the cross. Not thinking equality with God a thing to be held on to, something to refuse to let go of, and to take on the form of a servant, a bond servant, to take on the form of the lowliest of slaves here on this earth. And it's a picture given to us, and it's a picture hard to imagine, and it's a picture that's hard to live in life. Human beings, and we've mentioned that as well, have that tendency of priding themselves and their accomplishments, priding themselves and their achievements. We reach a point in our society where we want to praise everybody for everything that they've done. And so there's no ranking giving, no recognition for anything spectacular, if you will. It's Everybody participated and everybody gets rewarded for it. But we still like that praise. And it's hard for us to lose that and to believe with sincerity of heart that that service rendered to God is what is important. That touch of that master's hand to be able to, in essence, to a degree, not literally, but to feel it. That shaping, that molding. To be able to, to realize where we are and who we are, what we've been able to do and where we stand is only because God is involved in the life that we live. He has done some shaping. He's helped us to learn to, through persecutions, trials, tribulations, whatever else it may be, to let go of some things. It gives us opportunities in the physical life in which we live, <coughs> excuse me, to see things differently. We do it physically all the time. We just forget that we've done that. Every stage in our life, wherever it is, whatever it is that we've accomplished, was never an end result. It's always been something else. We've always built on that. We've always been able to develop, to do things that, again, we've never thought possible before. And as much as those 
commercials tug at the heartstrings what they're intended to do. But to see those commercials about wounded veterans and to see the things that they have gone through and are going through to reassemble themselves into life and to strive to do things that they couldn't do with the loss of limbs and whatever else it may be. To watch those commercials about children, St. Jude's Hospital and, and other Cripples Children's Hospital. To see those children do things that we, if we were to try, would have to spend a lifetime just trying to do what they do. You just try to put a pencil in your toes and to write. See how well you do. The adaptation. That's the touch of the master's hand. That's the touch of God in the physical realm. And it's a touch of the master's hand in the spiritual realm, allowing us to do things that we haven't done before, allowing us that opportunity to grow, allowing us that opportunity to grow in love for one another, and to be able to constantly see each other in different perspectives than we've seen before. What a marvelous, marvelous body God has created in the physical realm. But what a marvelous, marvelous body God has created in the spiritual realm. That ability that God has to take individuals regardless of their backgrounds. And as you read the New Testament, you see that struggle that they went through. We, for the most part, take a lot of that for granted. For the most part, we are basically of a Gentile background, and so we really do not think about the difficulties that were involved for those of a Jewish background to be able to see those Gentiles on equal standing as fellow servants of God, co-workers with God, that they could work together and lose all of those differences that they had, whether it be economical, socially, whatever it may be, race, or whatever else it may be, that all of that could be left behind and that they could be one body under one head, serving and growing in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Savior Jesus Christ. And to be able to, in essence, to be able to forget. As we as children, as adults, oftentimes forget the struggles we had as children. And oftentimes we forget those victories that we may have gained as a child. Usually it's not until families get together and for one reason or another, and you begin to either look through photo albums or you look through pictures or whatever else may be available, and, oh, yes, I remember that. I remember when I got that. But, see, life has gone on. That wasn't the end. Wherever we are in life is always a beginning, if you will, because we'll never be the same as we were.
We'll never be the same as we are because of the touch of the Master's hand. He's shaping us. He's molding us into a vessel of his choosing. We all have our own preferences at times, and those are human preferences. What we want to see done, how we want to see it done, who we think ought to be doing it, and we forget. Christ is the head. We are the body. He has a purpose for us individually. He has a purpose for us collectively of which we do not see the end result. We're striving towards heaven and we pray that heaven is our goal and heaven will be what we will receive at the end of our life. But there's no way physically to even imagine what that's going to be like. Of how we shall be and what shall take place. But neither do we have an understanding of the end of physical realm of the Lord's body. Where we are right now, who we are collectively right now, where that shall be 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, 150 years from now. There's no way for us to even guesstimate what shall be. Ours is trusting God. That as he molds and as he shapes us, as he moves us into the vessels that he chooses us to be. Again, 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 18, chapter 12 and verse 18. God placed us in the body as it pleased him. He has us where he wants us to be. We may not understand the why. We may not understand the purpose. We may not understand the function. But God has us where he wants us to be. And wherever it is that we go through are lessons for us to learn from. But those lessons that we learn are never just for us. They affect the body currently. And they affect the body that will follow as time goes by. It's always interesting to find those connections down through time. I mentioned to the auditorium class this morning that I just received an email from my former boss at school who is preparing to undergo eye surgery on the 24th to have an eye removed because of cancer. And talked about how for, I won't tell you how many years, when we graduated from Harding Grad School together, it was decades and decades down the road before our paths crossed again. And it wasn't until you had that opportunity to go through photo albums, whatever it is, to pull out that graduation picture from grad school and to look and say, well, there's John Gardner. Oh, there's David McElwain. Almost close to each other. But we didn't know each other back then as well. Simply saying, all that time, how many decades of preparation, of changes, of growth, setbacks, whatever else may have been involved, for God to work his will out for us to be together again. Never know 
How is he using us? Ours is not to do the why or how. Ours is to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Ours is to trust him, that he has a purpose that we do not see, and what we go through has a purpose that we may not fully comprehend. Oftentimes what may be going through for him as well as any others is this physical body is not intended to last eternally. This physical body is going to decay one day. That's not it. It's that spiritual body that matters. Are we looking for those things in our life? Are we willingly going to accept the touch of the master's hand to allow him to do that shaping do that remolding do that replacing so that we individually and that we collectively can bring honor and glory to the one who so loved us that he gave his life for us. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and that they may glorify your Father who is in heaven. That's our goal. The light is not our light. The light is the light of Christ that shines through us. The deeds that we do are not our deeds, but they are the deeds of the Father. And what we do is never for us. It's always for God. May we continue to love him. May we continue to serve him. May we continue to desire to do those things that indeed would be pleasing to him. But sometimes the physical world bows us down with sorrow. Sometimes the physical world gets the best of us in one shape, form, or fashion. And sometimes we simply need to renew that love and that commitment once again to the Father. He's there, always has been, always shall be. His ear is always attuned to his children at whatever circumstance they may be in. And he's always willing to restore life and he's always willing to give life. So as we look at our life and as we examine who we are, not in light of the world, but in light of the word of God, are we who we ought to be? Or do we need to, again, let the Master touch our lives? If you need to make a change in your life, it's always the right time to make that change. If you need to begin a new life, it's always the right time to begin that new life. The invitation that we extend is this, at this time a matter of convenience. But the invitation is really God's. And it's always open. 
There's not a time limit when Jesus, in Jesus' statement, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's always there. So at any time, day or night, that invitation of God is always open. But this is a convenient time for us as we examine our heart and our lives to see if is it where it needs to be. And if it's not, make the change. If we could assist you, if we could help you in that decision, that indeed we would bid you to come as together we stand and sing.